Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. Here today with Mark Hayhoe. He is the COO of Harvest Minerals. They're a natural, organic fertilizer company. We are indeed, yes. Fantastic. So you're going to tell us all about it now? Yeah, I mean, Harvest is a, as I said, completely natural, organic fertilizer and mineralizer producer, mm. which just happens to be located in the largest and fastest growing fertilizer market in Brazil. Right. Uh, our product, KP Fertile, is a completely multinatural, a multinutrient fertilizer and remineralizer. It's very low cost to produce. Cost at the moment is about $18 per ton to produce. Mm. Whereas our production grows, it'll get down to about $7.50 per ton. Right. Uh, and we can just sell it uh, locally. We've got, you know, as I said before, one of the largest markets directly on our doorstep. Cool. You're going to tell us today how investors are going to make money investing in your company. So we're going to run through a few of the variables uh, at the moment. So let's let's start with the product itself. Okay, what are the uses? And, you know, when you say organic, natural, you know, how's that different from everyone else? Uh, okay. Well, our product is, is, is completely different than any traditional fertilizer you're going to use. Or mm-hmm. um, in that, it's multi-nutrients and natural products. So it's a rock, it's a lava called a camaphrogite, which is at surface. So we just excavate it. Okay. It's heavily weathered, which means those minerals are actually accessible to the plants. And all we have to do is crush it to a powder and you can apply it directly to your plants. So there's no complex processing, no chemical alteration required. It makes it very low cost to produce. Okay, so you're able to pick this up at the surface, process it cheaply, so therefore presumably low, low, low cost component to this. Is it cheaper than other people are offering? Yeah, I mean substantially. In terms of our, our, our cost, yes. In terms of our cost of production, it's right. way lower. So we're producing at the moment. You know, we did about fifty thousand tons last year. Our cost is around seventeen, eighteen dollars per ton. Right. As we get up to hundred thousand tons, because of the economies of scale, we'll get down to about seven dollars fifty. Right. We sell the product. At a substantial discount to what everybody else is paying in the market at 50 rei which is about 50 dollars per ton which means we've still got significant margin even selling at that price well let's come back to the numbers because i think a few questions on on that mm-hmm. so does it work yeah absolutely how yeah. do you know we've done extensive trials you know when we first after the first year 2016 we started we did extensive agronomic work in 2017 really about getting the product registered so it was all short cycle crop tests showing that the actual product works as a bus as a fertilizer and a mm-hmm. mineralizer the actual accreditation is for a remineralizer, mm-hmm. but it involves actually showing that it does benefit the crops and helps them grow, and we tested that against your traditional fertilizers. Right. Since then, we've done extensive longer-term trials on our primary market, which is you know coffee, sugarcane, soybean, and maize. The trials results we put out in September showed that actually we had increased grief using our product compared to your traditional potash and your traditional phosphate fertilizers. Right, okay. You're telling me it works, you can produce it cheaply, mm-hmm. great, What's the problem? Because if we look at your share price, yep. it's been pretty flat, if not slightly downward trending since April last year. Well, let's deal with that actually while we're talking about it. So why, why did it have that drop in April? Uh, April, well, basically back in 2018, June 2018, we had a, we got a lot of cash. Uh, we just put in all the initial work, we got the, uh, all the work and trial work to show the product was working, but we needed to sell it into the market. And we were offered a distribution deal with a local group called Agri Serrata. We had mm-hmm. 100 sales offices, uh, sorry, 10 sales offices, 100 sales staff. And that seemed like an ideal deal for us because there was a little cash up front. Mm-hmm. They were selling into the market, into their local you know, consumers. And that seemed like a, a great deal for us. However, when we did the, the fundraising in June on the back of that, that was essentially to put the puss implant in. Mm-hmm. So we took the puss implant capacity up to 320,000 tonnes per annum. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, that 
they didn't really sell the product because it was a new product. People, their clients, the farmers are not used to that product. So when you go to the, to see them, it's something like going to B and Q. You go to shop and say, "Well, I need some some fertilizer. What am I going to do? Try this, which is new, or are you going to try the stuff you've always used? You know it works. You're not going to bet your whole business and your whole livelihood on something mm -hmm. or taking a chance on something new. Mm -hmm. um, that didn't work because you need to you know sell to, to people. You need to persuade them, show them results, and spend a bit of yeah. time with them. So we set up our own sales team uh, beginning of last so you year. Stop that relationship. That relationship got. Yeah, it's, it's still ongoing, it's sort of piling off now. Right. Um, but we're not putting, that's not our sales channel. Our sales channels now are direct. Okay. Um, so we've got our own sales team in place. Uh, they came on board end of 2017, uh, no, 20, end of 2018, early part of 2019. And they've had a good year last year of setting up, building up their relationships we've already got and starting selling into their markets. So just answer the question, so you, April it dropped off, why? People yep. recognised, your results came out. They didn't see what you told them they were expecting to well, see. Well, I think the expectation was that we'd put in a processing plant for 320,000 tonnes. So as soon as you produce it, you can sell it. Right. But that's not the way it works. Because it's a new product. You produce it, you produce it to, actually to order at the moment. You right. know, we're always going to have increased capacity and production capacity above what we're selling. So that when sales do come in, we've got the capacity to produce to so the let's talk about sales. So let's talk about sales, because it really, this seems very important to you. You're saying Absolutely. the product works. You, Empirical data, we'll maybe come back to that, but sales seems to be your problem. So you've built a, a plant with a very large capacity, but you're selling to order. How, what is the sales process and what, are these long-term contracts? You know, mm -hmm. what is the, um, you know, are they buying for the year? Are they buying for the month? I mean, how, how, how do you manage that? Yeah. Uh, let me take a little step back, just talking about the market, exactly yeah. where we are. So as I said before, we're located in one of the largest and fastest growing fertilizer markets in Brazil. If you look directly where we are, um, between ourselves and the, the airport, which is 300 kilometres, you know, there's over four and a half million hectares of mm -hmm. coffee, soybean, sugarcane and maize. All of which could, could yep. use your product. That's 83% of all the fertiliser in Brazil is using those four right. crops, okay? okay? Just within that area, just for coffee, there's over three and a half million tonnes of potential demand for our product. Mm -hmm. Sugarcane, we'll start getting results through for that, is three times that size of the market. So there's a huge market. These guys are large industrial, they supply the likes of you know, customers with coffee, supply the likes of Villa and Nescafe. So these are major producers. But they're not gonna come along and try some change their entire production to a new product without actually testing it's gonna work for them first. Because everybody's soil slightly different, everybody's you know, varieties are different. They wanna know it's gonna work. So they'll come and buy a little bit, see if it works, and then next year, come back and buy a bit more, and then as it Is that the phase you're in now? Your people yeah. are testing your product, and this, how long's the season out there? It's, it's a year, for coffee it'll be a full year. Right, and that's the primary use for you at the moment, there's a few other uses. It's in, terms, in terms of our sales, the bulk right. of our sales are into coffee. Yeah. That's primarily because that's the market we attracted first, we attached first, we're working longer with the coffee market. Um, they pay more? Um, we, we, we sell the price regardless, because a lot of okay. these guys might have different crops, so we sell to the REI, no matter who you are, what you're doing, okay? Um, so the market's there, they'll come by and buy a bit, a little bit, and what we've seen is initial small customer base, everybody has come back and bought more, mm -hmm. and that company is doing 50,000 tons last year, and the guys who we've been working with longer have come back and bought in increasing amounts. Now, we put a video out um, back in November from one of our customers talking about what he's been doing and how he's been doing and this is you know what really differentiates us from the competition okay. as it were in terms of fertilizers he um he's selling coffee 
Uh, and I'll talk a bit more about what he's actually doing with our, our product. Mm. But he's come back and said, oh, okay, there's a whole range of benefits from using this. Over the next couple of years, I'm going to go to 100% using KP Fertile. Okay. okay, and that's a good big endorsement. This is a major coffee producer. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's the way it will fall down. And as these guys come back and buy more, we we'll also get you know more and more sales into new customers as well. So, how many so customers we know you've got today. So we have got off the top of my head in total about 70, 75 customers. Right, and, and they range in very in terms of size. What's your largest customer worth to you? Um, as a percentage? We haven't. Um, we said in the last Q and A before, last about nine percent. Sorry? About nine percent of our total sales was this your, one. Your customer. largest customer is worth is nine percent of your business. Yeah. Okay, that seems reasonable. Yeah, because it's small. Yeah. It's, the volumes are quite small. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So um, okay. So t so tell me tell me a bit more about this 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 process of selling. It's going to take people what this year? I just want to know where you are today because yeah. so share we, price we're has different. Been, yeah. The share price has been hammered. Okay. You, it's, you're not. You're going to tell me you're not getting fair reflection of of, of, well, of what you've done. Obviously, obviously yeah. right? So I, I hope you sh hope you would, but. Um, to get people to understand what it is that you're trying to do, I, what's going on up here, what's the yep. plan, I need to understand how quickly you know, do you get back in control. Because whilst people are testing your product, mm. you're not in control. It's, you've got to wait. You've got to wait for what the, the answer that comes back, don't you? Yeah, I mean, we have, you know, agronics, we have a sales team, which we're all agronomists. Okay, we have an agronomist who supports them as well. So we're in, con in contact with the guys who are doing all the tests. So whether they're buying 10 tons or 100 tons, we help them apply it, we, we're sure. monitoring it. And so we are sure. in control about what we're doing. Because it's important, particularly for these early customers, mm -hmm. that, we, that nobody you know, applies it, does anything stupid with it, mm -hmm. basically, and says, oh, it doesn't work. We know from our test work that it all works, all our longer term work, the customers we've been working for the last couple of years, we can sort of demonstrate it works, is getting better results than what they've been using traditionally. So we know it works. It's a question of getting these guys to, to build, bulk up their orders, yeah. but get into new markets. Okay, so we get more customers, more coffee producers. They mm -hmm. see what we're doing, talking to us, but also seeing what their competition is doing. Okay. If everybody else is switching this, they need to be doing it as well. Right. And then we also use it into new markets. Like I said before, we're gonna get sugarcane results coming out this year. So we start, that support is selling into the sugarcane market, which is three times the size of the coffee market. Okay. You know, we, you know, we talk about 320,000 tons of capacity. The market where we are, just in that small area, is if you look at the average application with four tons per, per hectare, mm. there's over 18 million tons of potential market within 300 kilometers of the project. Yeah, so together our capacity is only 2%. These are all ifs and buts at the moment, okay? So you've, you've spent a lot of money building a large capacity plant when the gestation period is relatively long in terms yep. of decision making by the farmers, because yep. they've got to test it maybe one season, they'll come back and buy a little bit more, and then this next season, a bit more, and hopefully. All the while, you've got competitors looking at you going, I don't really like what they're doing. They're stealing yep. our business, potentially. Um, they're much lower priced. So what are they gonna do? What are they doing as a result of you know, the activities that you're yeah. doing? I mean, take a step back. I mean, we haven't spent a lot of money. Our business is very low capital intensive for what it is for a fertilizer. But come on, if, if you're, how much are you selling right now? Uh, 50,000 tons. Right, and the capacity is? 320,000 tons. Could you build a smaller plant? Um, but Would the market's it? there. I mean, what's the point? Well, the it costs not there today. a it million there dollars. time, surely. Yeah, but then what we're going to do, we're going to stop production and build a, a bigger plant? Well, we've seen, we've seen different, different models in different sectors, which would suggest, like, right, okay, if we build a slightly smaller plant for the first two years, get some cash flowing, and then we'll bolt on. We'll use a modular type approach yeah. rather than build it day one and hope that we make those sales 
quicker. Is that was that part of the management consideration? No, why, because why, the, why go the, big early? Because the actual cost of production is very small. All you need to do is crush it to mm -hmm. a powder. Mm -hmm. So buying a crusher is relatively cheap. Mm -hmm. All this sort of really the infrastructure to go around it. Mm -hmm. So to build that 320,000 ton of, of processing capacity costs mm -hmm. you know less than a million dollars. Yep. Okay. We can sell 50,000 tons last year at 50 dollars, two and a half million. Mm -hmm. So you've already you know you can justify that level of expenditure, knowing that the market is there, knowing how good the product is. Mm -hmm. That we know we will get to that point. It's really a question of how. Right. Quickly, we can do it. Okay. Let's come back to sales guys. Yep. Because that's something I wanted to ask you. So you recruited a sort of third party. They didn't deliver for you. They weren't selling because mm -hmm. probably because there's a new story or product is that other stuff which they maybe incentivized to sell in front of yours. Who, who knows? Okay. It didn't work out. It doesn't matter. You've got your own sales team in place now. And so how many people have you got? We've got eight plus the head of sales plus the economist. No, right, okay, so and the, the, you feel that that's the right size of team for what you're trying to do now, and they're getting around and be telling the story out there in the marketplace, and any, what's the feedback from them in terms of? Yeah, so the way it works is each sales guy has got his own sales area. Mm -hmm. Everybody has got experience of selling fertilizers in that particular area, so they've got their own decks of clients who we've been selling to. Yeah. So that's how it works. We've got full coverage of that 300 kilometers uh, area at the moment. And, uh, and when we, you know, sales is the biggest part of our cost at the moment. And as our sales will go, we continue to expand upon that and maybe you know, bulk out the sales team as well at some point. But at the moment, as we're getting such high repeat orders, you don't yeah. have to spend as much time with existing customers so you can go and talk to other customers as well. Right, okay. Why haven't you put out sales numbers? Why aren't you giving people guidance as to the sorts of numbers that you are achieving or hoping to achieve this year? Because if I look at the presentation, it seems devoid mm -hmm. of numbers. I think commentary in the market suggests that they're, they're hearing the same old stuff, but they're not, you're not telling them if you're succeeding or what you hope to do. Yeah. What we've said is, you know, last year we did 50,000 tons, we should roughly break even. This year it will be profitable as a business. Great. Yeah, because our sales are going to continue to grow. Mm -hmm. Now, we haven't given actual numbers to that sales uh, for a couple of reasons. The primary one is that sales are quite lumpy. Yeah. So we have a guy who came last year and bought 10 tons. Mm -hmm. You know, Next year, he'll come back maybe by 100 tons or 1,000 tons. Or none. Or, well, nobody's done that yet. Or, okay, you know, or 10,000. So people have used it, keep coming back. Everybody who's bought has come back and bought more. Okay. In increasing orders. Mm -hmm. And so it's really very difficult. Whatever number I, I put out there in the market is going to be wrong. Because it's true, very but there must be some way of helping shape the story in the marketplace because I think people are frustrated. Well, the share price would suggest that they're mm -hmm. frustrated that you are not helping them say where you are in the cycle. So, if you're at a sort of dip in the cycle, because right now, you know, and you may disagree yeah. with the wording here, but it, yeah. you know, you are slightly out of control in the sense you're waiting for feedback from the marketplace to tell you this is working and how quickly people will start buying. Will it? Will they come back and buy ten thousand next year, or will it be a hundred thousand or more? Right? Because mm -hmm. these are some big growers, right? These yeah. are big growers, and if they can see that it works in whatever soil types, they will. They maybe go all in, whatever. And you know, appreciate your competitors may, you know, change hope to change their mind. But you you must have some kind of sense of how the company is going to move forward with its growth plans. And I appreciate it may be lumpy, you can't necessarily predict accurately, yep. but 
help people understand what's going on with the decision making or with what you hope will happen, surely. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's, I mean, this is come out, you know, why don't you build a smaller plant? Is we put in a 320,000 ton capacity plant because we felt in the next few years we'll get to that. Right. And well before we get to that point, we'll put an expansion to that, that okay. plant. That gives you an idea of what the scale is. We talked about, you know, we have got enough material, enough resource there mm. to last us. You know, we've got a resource currently of, of 13 million tons, but it's a, it's a lava, it's that surface, we've mapped it in geophysics. So we know, you know, 400,000 tons per year, we've got over 100 years of material. So we've got enough material. All you need to do is crush it. So, so 100 years at what rate? Sorry, at 400,000 tons per year. Okay. So we've got a lot of material there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, the processing is very simple. We just crush it. It costs, each individual crusher part's about $50,000 to put mm -hmm. in. So we can expand the production side the question is how quickly that market's going to, we know there's a big market there mm -hmm. and with things we've been doing which indicates that you know, we, we're going to do a lot better this year mm -hmm. in terms of from what we did last year. But from you know, where we were June 18 when we put the, uh, sorry June, over that summer of 2018 when we put the processing plant is, to go yeah. from that to where we are in 18 months to 50,000 tonnes for a new, completely, not to say new fertiliser, a new type of product mm -hmm. is, is excellent. And we know that we can grow in that from what the feedback we've had. We, don't know, we haven't talked about what the total volumes are, but mm -hmm. we know it is going to go, get a lot better. And there's a lot of things we've been doing which are you know, particularly exciting to us and, and give us an indication of what the potential could be from our product. Okay. Yeah. You need to tell people more regularly yeah. these things, don't you? Well, no, we, we put out videos, we do Q&As. We did a Q&A two weeks ago. Any questions anybody's got, we send into us, we answer them. Um, right. okay. you, you know, the, the unfiltered the questions. Heard it here. Send them in. Yeah, well, okay. we, we've, we've did one back in December as well. We did yeah. one in, in two weeks ago, and it says, "Look, if you got any questions? Send them in." Yeah. Because we can't, unfortunately, we can't respond to individual investors with their questions without telling everybody what the answer is. So we put them all out together, so everybody's got the answers at the same time. Okay, talking uh, to shareholders. Yeah, Mighton, what's going on? Uh, Mighton, you know, very grateful. Mighton came on board. If you like the story, very supportive of what we've been doing. Um, Are they? They understand it. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a whole. Aren't they selling? Uh, they have been selling, along with every other stock they hold. Um, and that's Why a that? function of post Woodford and the liquidity issues. We had a lot of redemptions, so we've said, look, we've had to sell out of, of some stock. Any liquidity we get, we've had to sell out to, um, across the board, and it doesn't mm. reflect on any particular company. So when we sold out last time, we put out a TR1 saying we've sold out a small proportion. Yeah. Uh, and then if you looked at the, at the news line, nearly every other company they held had sold out as well. Okay, so it isn't but, just a question. What, back to you though. Yeah. Was that done for you? Do you think that clearly that will have had a negative effect on, on share price? You could argue, or if the story was strong, then it, you know maybe it adds the liquidity, you know, new buyers, new, new shareholders. Yeah, I mean, what it, what it, what's what, happening? I mean, it creates a little bit of uncertainty about what they're doing. Yeah. Um, in do the market. You don't, do you know? No, I mean, you know, we can't second guess what, you know, if they were going to sell, they wouldn't tell us. You know, if they're going to buy more of it, you probably wouldn't tell us as well. You asked? We, we talked to him regularly. I went to see him, well, we talked to him just before December, and we spoke to him last week, and they're this holders. week, and we're still holding, yes. They say, um, okay, I've heard that before. Who knows? It's, uh, Who knows? I mean, like, I can't, I can't, you know, <laughs> I do my job, they do their job, and um, hopefully everybody gets a good conclusion. Right, um, okay, so we, we've, we talked about low cost, high margin product, which is new to a market, it, it's a new type of fertilizer, right? Yeah. So you've got a little bit of a barrier to entry there. 
and you, you like every every other company like mm -hmm. you, puts out you know, the size and scale of the opportunity in the market. But yeah. I guess one of your advantages is that you're selling on home turf. That's got yeah. to, that's got to be you know part of the low cost component, which is great. What is your local? I'm talking about local people representation because if you know if I look at the sales you know decision to go with the local sales team, you would think that makes a lot of sense. And it turned out not to be the case. You have to go with your own inter internal team here. So, what is your connection internally? Are there any issues around licensing permits? Uh, is any political risk? I mean, what, what's happening in country? Um, in country, in terms of our product, we had it uh, classified as a remineralizer, soil remineralizer. Okay. Now, the difference between a fertilizer and a, a, a remineralized soil remineralizer is fertilizers directly affect the plant. Yeah. Soil remineralizers benefit the soil. Interesting. Okay. Um, our product. Contains potassium and phosphate, so it, it helps the plants grow. Yep. And all the test work we've done is really focused on that. Okay. Um, but more and more, it become more and more important that we are a soil remineralizer, and we'll talk about what some of our customers are doing in terms of composting and things like that, and why that's significant uh, going forward. But in terms of the product, that's all fine. That's signed off. In terms of operationally, yeah. Uh, all we we operate currently under a trial mining permit. Um, we've got a couple of years left on that. It allows us to take out 50,000 tonnes in, in, in blocks. Mm. Take 50,000, we can apply for a new one, but we'll get our, our new full mining permit imminently this quarter. So no surprises coming down the road? There's nothing no. you're waiting for that may not arrive? No, all, all we're waiting for is a full mining permit. Okay. Part of that process is you submitted a, a detailed work report. Yep. Detailing all the work you've done. We submitted that 18 months ago. That was signed off and approved. Then you have to do a feasibility study, which um, demonstrates really that the project's economic and you've got the money to build it. That was all proved. Yeah. Um, we've built the operations. We got an environmental permit earlier this year, takes us to 400,000 tonnes mm -hmm. uh, production. So all we're waiting now is the final signature for that. Okay. Uh, and once we get that, we do actually own the original vendor a million dollars uh, of the asset. Are you sitting on what? Five million cash five million today? Million cash. Cash today. Yeah, around about five million, yes. Market cap seven and a half. Mm. That's got to be frustrating. Um, it is. It's, it's, it gives it's an opportunity for people. Okay. Yeah, oh, good. Absolutely. Uh, but in terms of our existing shareholders, yeah, it's frustrating. Myself included, and the rest of the, you know, the board are all frustrated by the share price. I mean, we you know, tell people about the story, but I think fundamentally we just stick to the knitting. Get in this current market. Get out. Do what our, we need to do in terms of a business. Mm -hmm. um, become profitable this year. Uh, have cash. Right, is it a year end? Uh, we changed the year end to, to December. Okay. It was June. Okay. That reflects the buying cycle in Brazil. Yep. So the start of the buying cycle is May, uh, and it goes through sort of end of de November, December. Okay. So when we had a June year end, we were just in the start of the buying period, so the results we put out weren't reflective of what we we're going to do that year. So we've changed it this year. So next year, this year, sorry, till 2020 will be the first full December year end. Okay, that's good. Um, that's, that's okay. We'll see what see what that delivers. But you're yeah. going to be profitable. That's the main thing. Yeah. The things you want people to hear is. Uh, we, we, we got cash. We don't need to raise any more cash. Right. We're not going to dilute anybody. Anytime We're going to be profitable. Soon. You're not going to raise money anytime soon. For, for any you know, current activities or anything okay. we're doing at the moment. Who's in cash? We're going to be profitable this year. Right. Okay. We've got low, low cost, high margin. Okay. We're selling at $50, roughly $50 ton. Yeah. $18 production in a minute. We're coming down to $7.50. You know, going forward, we'll be throwing off quite a lot of cash. We've got a product which not only works, is better than what other people are using. And we, you know, as we've gone through the project, the product has got a lot better than we ever thought it would be. Mm -hmm. Because 
when we first started, we had a, a, a rock lava which had elevated potash and phosphate readings. We thought, okay, yeah. perhaps you could use it as a fertilizer. Um, we'll crush it, we'll sell it cheaper than what everybody else is doing at fifty uh, yeah. $50, and that works. But it's also got a lot of calcium, it's got a lot of magnesium in, which neutralizes the acidity in the soil. Um, it's got a lot of silica, which helps you know, um, mm. disease resistance. But if you look at what's happened in Brazil, you know, since the 50s, when they you know, really set about turning Brazil into an agricultural powerhouse, they have a lot of sun, they have a lot of water in terms of rain. In this central agricultural belt, Cerrado, we got a lot of land there, but it was very, very poor quality soil. So what they worked out was if you apply 50 tons of, of lime, reduce the acidity of the soil, then apply a lot of fertilizer, you can actually make it productive. And so now we've gone from the 50s to the point now where it's the bulk of the GDP, but the biggest you know, export of, of coffee, sugarcane, soya bean, uh, with either one or two and most crops in, in which we export. The issue for them is that this had a huge negative impact in terms of the soil. So when you apply a lot of fertilizer, you know, any intensive farming, a lot of fertilizer, particularly, you know, fertilizer which is heavy in salt, it's heavy in chlorine, and that kills all the soil bacteria and the, the fungi and all the microbes which are in there, which are essential for breaking down the nutrients and making them available to the plants. So what you've done over time is, to get the same yields, you have to apply more and more fertilizer. So becoming a negative loop of actually having to apply more and more fertilizer. And the other negative of that is, you know, these microbes and, and things in the soil actually the plants take carbon from the atmosphere and these microbes break it down and, and sequester it into the soil. So in terms of carbon capture, they're essential for that. Mm -hmm. Now, as you apply a lot more fertilizer, you know, our customer, for example, potash, they lose 70% of the potash they apply instantly because it's highly soluble, gets washed straight out. So they have to apply it in multiple batches. You're losing 70% of the potash you're applying, the phosphate, all this nitrogen you're applying, the crops can't take it all up, so it either goes, into the ocean, into the water supply, but also it's getting turned into nitrous oxide and get released into the atmosphere as a, a um, greenhouse gas. Mm -hmm. What we've been doing, okay, well our product is, is as a straight fertilizer, it works very well, it's uh, slow release, so it's very good for these you know, long-term coffee, sugarcane crops. Mm -hmm. But what our clients is, have been doing is working with compost, so we're taking the old coffee husks they've got, mixing it with our product, mix it with manure, and let it mature. And this helps uh, the um, growth of beneficial bacteria and fungi and things like that. Mm -hmm. And then they're applying it to their coffee. And in the video we put out in February with Veloso, who you know, supplies Nescafe and nearly the coffee, mm -hmm. what they're talking about is doing this, we're saving money. We're getting a better yield, we better get a taste of, of coffee, get a better quality of product. We're getting better moisture retention, so we have to apply a lot less irrigation. Okay, um, so it was a huge range of other beneficial things. We're getting less disease because these, these you know, the microbes and bacteria which our products have in growth, I find a whole range of benefits which, you know, not just benefit them, but also mm. benefit the wider, the, the wider population. Okay, I think people should look at that and that's important. I think it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be going forward a real drive in terms of Will be in terms of product products. differentiation and I'm sure your sales team are hammering that home. I want to get out of you before mm. we go. What are you going to be doing this year which is going to change that share price trajectory? Because right now, mm. nothing's happening. You, you're waiting, okay? So what else can you do now to ensure 
What, what do you, in fact, what do you say to investors, either investors who have got to put their money in with you or new investors potentially coming into you and going, where are you in this cycle and why should they be looking at your business because it's about to take off? Or what, or what, you know, how are you going to phrase it? Because I, I, right, right now I'm hearing you're waiting and I want to know how long are you going to be waiting for? Yeah. When do, is it come, come what, what month are you going to be able to sort of see results of your sales team's hard work? Yeah, I would, I would strongly disagree that we've been waiting, like I said before, we started, the plant came in in, in middle of summer 2018, we've mm -hmm. gone from you know, essentially zero to 50,000 tons in the last 18 months, mm -hmm. well 50,000 tons last year, mm -hmm. and we'll continue that growth. We're not waiting for the sales, the sales are out there now, the yep. sales cycle will start okay, sort of in, in sort of Tell me about May, that. June, because that's when people start talking about start buying, ordering. Okay. We're talking now about what we want to be doing. We'll start ordering from May through to December. Okay. Okay. But in terms of what we're doing, you know, this year we'll get the mining permit imminently. Um, we're doing a lot of stuff operationally in terms of expanding our storage capacity okay. because we need to do that in the, in the anticipated growth in sales. We've got the production capacity. We need more product storage capacity. I need more uh, ROM storage capacity, which is the material we mine. Um, we're going to expand all that as well yeah. um, to give us the infrastructure in place to win, so we can meet the orders. The sales team are talking now to the people they talked to last year, getting a feel for what they're going to be doing next year. Everybody who bought last year said they want to buy more mm -hmm. next year, so that's positive. We'll get more test results back, which will support that, in two new sugarcane, which means that we can start now supporting our sales efforts into the sugarcane industry. Now, why that's important is you know, coffee at the moment is the bulk of our sales. Just in where we are, the sugarcane market is three and a half times the size of the coffee market. And these are big producers in terms of volumes of, of product they could take. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's going to be key for us to get into those markets as well. So that's the focus for this year. Existing customers will buy more. Mm -hmm. New coffee producers who've seen We've tried a little bit, we'll buy more next year, but we've also seen what everybody else is doing. Yeah. You know, we've, we've put out a number of videos where people have talked about the product and what they're doing and why it works, yeah. and then getting into those new markets. Brilliant, so you're, you're not waiting, you're doing stuff, yeah. but you are waiting to hear back from the buyers as to the sorts of quantities that they're gonna be buying. So people who've tested it, you're gonna, you've gotta wait for those numbers. Are you gonna be able to give guidance you know, from from you know Q3 as to what those numbers are starting to look like, because I think I think that seems to be what the market is waiting for. Yep. They're trying to understand from you what's the scale of the opportunity here and how quickly is it going to ramp up, and are you as a company going to be more communicative? Yeah, I mean, we've said we are more communities. Q and A's are an excellent opportunity to do that, so people ask any questions and yep. we respond, and you can see your question there, and yep. it's our answer to it. Um, so we are we doing you know things like talking to you guys now about what yep. we're doing there. Um, but you're talking to me, but you're not giving me numbers because you can't today. Because so we, we, they you? are very... When can you? Once we, we, we've got an idea of the scale, because we've only been doing this 18 months, so it's yeah. really an idea of how people accelerate their growth in sales. Once we've got an idea of that, well, it gives you, an idea. When, when is so, that you know, moment? in a couple of years' time, we'll be you know, substantially from where we are and have a better understanding of how quickly people adopt the product. When will that be? Oh, two years, I said. No, from like today, two years from today. We will have a far better. I mean, this season, we got 50,000 tons. We mm -hmm. expect people to come back and do more. So all we're saying is, okay, we're cutting costs. We expect the sales to go up, we'll be profitable. Okay. It's a good start. That, I mean, it's, it's better than the bulk of the companies yep. on the market. Yep. Okay. Definitely. And like I said, we've got some cash as well. Yep. 
and then it's about you know growing it from there and as soon as we are comfortable and confident that we can accurately predict what the sales growth is going to be then we'll okay. give numbers because you know people put out numbers before we didn't do them and you get hammered for it yeah true and, you know either under or overestimate you're going to get people are going to so, come in so when do you think that time will come where you feel comfortable giving some indication when don't when when we when we, we know that we can actually accurately forecast it okay so you don't want to give estimates but the good news is we profitable you're sitting on cash the sales, sales cycle has begun increased sales you hearing i guess anecdotally from your, your sales team in terms of you've got to convert into actual hard orders i guess yeah um, you've got a product which seems to be working in the market in quite a large um opportunity area being agriculture in Brazil mm -hmm. so a lot to like but you're being cautious about putting numbers I in mean, the market issue, I mean the issue from the get-go has always been how quickly the sales are going to grow so we have kept the business as simple as possible yeah. you know we you, you, it's a lot of surface you excavate it crush it powder you apply it to your crops the market is right on our doorstep literally I get it. so it's, it's simple as possible it's just the question really has always simple. been how quickly the sales are going to grow and and which, which I've been trying desperately to get out of you, and you're not going to give it to me. If I, I if don't I knew, blame you. If I knew, I would tell you <laughs> how quickly we're going to grow. But I know we are going to grow. The rate of that acceleration is, is the question. But you understand people want to know, and they yeah. want to know. And since you know... I, I would love to be able to say, uh, we're going to do X next year, and then the year after we're going to do Y. But it's not a simple case of us producing it. Mm. You've also got to sell it. And it is not yeah. a... It's not you selling tins of baked beans. You know, people okay. buy it. It's, it's a... It's a product which, for us, you've got to, you know, you have to wait a growing cycle to see if people like it and come back and buy more. Yep. But all the feedback we've had has been positive. All the tests we've done have been positive. And all the stuff we're doing at the moment suggests that the outlook is extremely bright for what we're doing, not just as a fertilizer, but as a mineralizer. So, with the market cap as low as it is, but you are, you are potentially going to be throwing off a lot of cash because yeah. the margins are high. Yep. So, dividends are on the horizon, they're part of the conversation at board meetings, is that right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, okay. something we've talked about from the get-go, I mean, it's why, partly why Mighton came in originally, mm. is that we can see the story, you know, to expand the production's very low cost, you know, it costed less than a million dollars to double the production capacity. Mm. So it's, it's very simple, very low cost. The margins are high. With the volumes, we're throwing off a lot of cash, and that's always been the intention. You know, I'm a shareholder, the rest of the board of shareholders, you know, it is going to be a, a, a cash-generative business. Beautiful. Mark, thanks for today. Yep. Great first introduction to the business. We do want to stay in touch. I, I do think you have something there. I get, like I say, people want a sense of uh, the numbers at some point soon so they can get an idea of the scale of the opportunity here and you know, move this from a seven and a half million you know, market cap yep. company into something meaningful. So do stay in touch. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's our intention. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to CruxCast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.